Welcome to the Living Word Assemblies of God Toronto podcast. As the Bible says in Hebrews 4.12, the Word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Yes, it is the complete human experience. So relax and re-energize yourself with this powerful word. So many reasons, but one of them is that because in the house of the Lord there is fullness of joy. Now in the house of God there is something that is unique. In the house of God, anybody and any person is accepted. Now no, with God, with the relationship with God, you are you are assured of living forever with Him. We began our journey of trying to discover why on earth are we here. We believe that if you don't know the reason why something exists, you will lose it. And I know that we've been doing our, we've been trying our best to bring ourselves to that point where we will understand clearly certain things that we do day by day, but we don't really know why those things exist. The first thing that we learned last week was that we know that God has created us to love us. Oh my goodness. God has created us for his pleasure. So you are not here for you. So don't worry. You are here for him. So you are here because he wants you to be here. Now some of you still don't get it. Some of the challenges, the pains, the struggles you have gone through and you are still alive is supposed to tell you that God hasn't finished with you yet. Your life, your life here today should encourage you. When you wake up, you yourself, you should encourage yourself to know that there is more that God is going to do through you that you haven't seen yet. On the authority of the scripture, the Bible says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, and with all your strength. The Bible says, Love your neighbor as yourself. So today, we want to understand that the, the second reason, the second purpose for which God has created us is that for us to belong. God has not created you only for you, for him to love you, but he has created you for you to belong. Alright, so take your, your bulletin, your handbook, these days we put everything inside. Now look at the front page. The front page looks very nice. Because today is first food service, so we are going to give over and above our offering. So right after the service, we'll take our first food offering. I've talked about it a little bit. I'll take time and go into details as as the year progresses. But it's first food service. So do whatever the Lord encourages and press upon how to do. But by all means, I want everybody to do something. Take a step of faith. So the second call upon our lives, our second call is that you are called to belong. You know, when we did the I love my church, how many of you how many of you remember I love my church? Now you know, you know, I want you to understand that the church 
it's not just a place you go to. A church is not a place that you just wake up and say, I am attending. The church is not also just an event. This morning, God wants us to understand that the reason why, the second reason why he has called you and placed you here on this earth is for you to belong now, to be part of his family. Why, why do you love the church? And then look at, look at the way you you treat the church and see whether you really, really, really love your church. It's very important for us to know that God has not just created you to love you. But he has also created you to belong. So look at your you look at your handbook and your brochure. Let's let's begin to go. Let's get the scripture. The Bible says Hebrews chapter two verse ten. The Bible says God is the one who made all things, and all things are for His glory. He wanted to have many children share His glory. The reason God has created us because He wants many people, many people to share His glory. He wants us to manifest his glory. He wants us to manifest his power. He wants us to show forth his glory. You know, God intends us to live together as a family. It is his purpose. And so if you don't know the purpose of the church, sometimes you allow little little things to put you off. You know, somebody will say, oh, because, because the choir didn't sing my song, I won't come to church again. I will stop the church. Somebody will say, when I was sick, nobody called me, nobody visited me, nobody, but he has forgotten that he's also the church. He didn't really call to tell people that he's not feeling well. Very important. So the second purpose of my life is that God formed me for his family. He formed me for his family. God formed me for his family. God has formed you for his family. Now, please remember, there are so many families that we are part of. I was born into a family. I have brothers and sisters. You know, you are born. Every everybody is born into a family. But I want to promise you, those of us who have traveled and we have, we have traveled abroad and we are here, some of us may not even know anybody in this country. The only person we know is the church. You, God has called you to, be, be, to belong to his family. Now what is very important is that the family of God is the only family that will last forever. There are so many things that we will talk about this morning, but the family of God is the only family where anybody, any person, any being is welcomed, is accepted, is happy and supposed to be happy. The family of God. Now, the first purpose for which God created you is for Him to love you. The second reason why God created you and placed you is for you to belong to His family. He wants you to belong to His family because He knows that 
without the family, you cannot make it. Without the family, you cannot survive. It's very important for us to know. In Ephesians chapter 1 verse 5, the Bible says, His unchanging plan has always been to adopt us into his own family. By bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. That is God's unchanging plan. That you and I will belong to him. And belong to his family. So maybe some of you are asking, what is this family? Is it the Nkrumah family? The Kutuadu family? The Opoku family? Or is it the Degrad family? It goes more than that. It transcends it. So what is the family of God? Now listen very carefully. God's family has a name. His family is called the church. That is the family of God. God's family is the church. However ugly you see the church. However bad you see the church. However rotten you think the church is. That is the family of God. That is the family of God. If you don't know how the family of God is. Go and ask Noah. When God told him, build me an ark. And bring all the animals, bring them. All the animals. All in the boat. That is God's church. The giraffe was there. Chimpanzee was there. Cockroach was there. Snake was there. Snake was there. Mosquitoes was there. Every animal. Crawling ones. Flying ones, walking ones, talking ones, silent ones, strong ones. The lion was there. The lion was there. The lion. The eagle too was there. He said, bring all of them in. That is my family. Look around, look at you, look at somebody I know. Look at your friends. Look at somebody I know. You look nice this morning. Sometimes you don't look all the way you look. Yeah, but I love you the way you are. Because you are part of God's family. Because you are part of God's family. Lift up your right hand and shout, Yes, I hear you. God's family is called a church. So what is the church. Look at the first Timothy chapter 3, verse 14 to 15. He says, I am writing to you so you will know. Now listen. He says, I am writing to you so you will know how to live in the family of God. Now look at my face. Alright. Thank you. Thank you. Bless you. Bless you. You are part of the family of God. Yeah, that's part of the family of God. Part of the family of God. Amen. Amen. Yeah. They are all part of the family of God. It show, so it show, it brings out what is in you. When the child is crying, and like, oh, you are making the day. Then it's showing, it's showing what is in you and how you value the child as part of the family of God. Yeah. Because one day, children were coming to Jesus. We were bringing children to Jesus. And then the disciples said, hey, 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 go, I'm okay. go, I'm go. Jesus, big men have to come to Jesus. You small, small, small ones. What I come to do? But they were pumping the children. You know, pumping. They were pumping the children. They were sucking them. They were telling them to go. But Jesus said, no. Let the children, let the little children come to me. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Jesus had time for the children. That is the family of God. Everybody is part of it. Everybody. Look at you look like a child of God. Tell the person you look like a child of God. 
Now, it is serious. And tell the person, sometimes you yourself don't feel like you are, but I am telling you, a son of God. Now, look here. The Bible is saying, our calling, the calling God has given to us, is, is this. The second calling is this. It says, so you will know. So it's not just how to know God and to love God, but to also know and live in the family of God. So how to live with people, how to talk to people, how to relate to people, how to do things with people, how to act towards people who annoy you, how to, how to desire to forgive people, how to think about people, how to live with people. That is the second purpose for which God has called you on this earth. Now, dealing with people, living with people, working with people, forgiving people, understanding people, you know, loving people. It's a calling that God has given to us and we know we have to accept and then understand it. If not, we will lose out. Alright, let's all read the second part. Ready, go. That family is the church of the living God. The support and foundation. So it is the support, the church. However you think about it, is the support and is the foundation for the truth. Look, if you want to find the truth about how to live with people, it's supposed to be found in the church. Now, because most of us don't know and we have thought that oh, the church is like it's like just a group that you come to or the church is just a place that you only come to on Sunday morning. Sometimes we just live our lives anyhow. We don't know that this place or not just this place but the body of Christ is where you learn, you get the foundation of truth. You get the support for your life, for your sustenance. It's supposed to be in the church. And sometimes if the church fails to do it, then the worldly people will do it. Right now, look at it. There are some companies, some corporations, some enterprises, they are very good human and customer service than even some churches. I don't know about you, but me, I have been to some restaurants where the food is nice, but the people are not nice, so I stop going there. In the same way, sometimes people can come to living well, and if they would like the pastor because he puts on you know bow tie sometimes, oh the way I'm struggling with my bow tie because this is the I don't normally put on bow tie. <laughs> So I like the pastor. He's very energetic, but I don't like the people. You know, so <laughs> no, sometimes the people too can say, I like when I read the Bible and I know I read about Jesus, I like the Jesus that I read about. But the Christians in the church, their lives is not like the Jesus I read about. Now, listen to me very carefully. The, pro- the reason is, most of us, we think that the church is a place we go. Most of us, we think also that the church is something we just do. But no, the church is the family of God that you and I belong to. We'll come to some of the, some of the deep things. Don't do it. 
Jesus said, in the family of God, there is no man, there's no woman, there's no black, there's no green, there's no indigo, there's no violet. There's in the house, look, in the family of God, everybody is a human being. Now yes, you can say when you're able to say you know about the bear my Vibronini Bibiara and Kabusiano. But sometimes, because of the way the world system is and the way the world does its things, we allow it to influence us. So we are not able to live the way we expected to live. And I'm, I'm here this morning to remind you that you have a calling. Your first calling is that God created you to love you. The second calling is that God has created you for you to belong. Look, you cannot live this life alone. Look, you cannot do it by yourself. You need somebody. No, I know there are some people, they are self-made. They think they are self-made. And for them, they can do it. For them, they are, no, but even, even the food that you eat, you didn't make it. Somebody did it. You, you can't live, you can't, you can't make it by yourself. So God has called you to belong to the church. So, so what, what is the church? Very significant. God has called us to belong to his church. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 19 it says, So now you are no longer visitors or strangers. You are now you are citizens together with God's holy people. Now I want you to look at my face and then look around and then look around, look at your neighbor, look at your sister and say, Look, you are a holy person. You know, sometimes, sometimes maybe you interact with a person, especially your wife or husband. In the house, sometimes your wife sees how sometimes you get annoying, you get mad, so he forgets that you are still holy. Sometimes, some mommy forgets that I'm a pastor. So sometimes I tell you, please, don't you know that I am the man of God? <laughs> then she will also tell me, don't do that, I'm the woman of God. I said, okay, I forgot, we are children of God. Yeah, so children of God live together. And sometimes children of God misunderstand each other. Yeah, and sometimes children of God fight small. Not too much. <laughs> Sometimes, children of God, you know, human beings, there are things that are common with human beings. So don't be too surprised. Because sometimes you too, you do something. Yeah. Sometimes you get surprised why somebody did something against you. But sometimes you too, you do something without knowing. No, but listen, 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 listen. God says he has called you to belong to his family. That is your calling. Look, calling is not just coming and preaching. Calling is your assignment. It's your purpose. It's God's purpose for your life. And the second purpose is for you to belong. So you have to ask yourself, do, are you sure you really, really belong to this family? I mean, living word family. Okay, okay. Or, or sometimes you just visit us. Or maybe you're a regular attender. Okay, but whatever it is, here, if you want to belong to us, in the book of Acts, the Bible says, those who have believed, first of all, you have to believe, believe in Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. And then second, you have to belong, and the way you belong is to come through and accept for you to be baptized in water. Because when they baptize you in water, it's a symbol that you are belonging, belonging. You, you have to belong. That is your calling. So if you belong to the body of Christ, belong. 
In other words, be long. In other words, be long. Because you can't just be in a family and then just be there. Like you, you don't do anything. Like you are just there. And then you tell yourself you are part of the family. No. No, you, you have to you have to be in small groups, be part of the small group. If there's nobody staying around you, start a small group. You know, do something. If there is something and there's something in the church, you, you look around and everything has been done. The choristers are singing. You are not a choir, you don't have a good voice. But you are also part of the body of you can do something. Maybe you can invite somebody, you can create something. If there is nothing that you can do, create something you can you can do. And do it yes, to yes. help the body of Christ move on. Now look at Romans chapter verse six says you are among those who have been called to belong to Jesus Christ. You are among them. So look at your you look at your bulletin, look at it. You know what, what so what is the church? Sometimes when we talk about the church, most of us think okay, it is uh, Methodist. Okay, the church. Okay, it is assemblies of God. Uh, some also think uh, the church is uh, Presby. Some others also think the church is Zion. Others do think the church is Mozambique Christian Church. Others do think the church is the Church of Nazarene. You know, so all these denominations, but it's not. Listen to it very carefully. When we go to heaven, you are not going to see the city of assembly of God. Now you, you go can't... there and say, this is where living with members, this is where we are in heaven. Living with. No, 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 no. The word church is the word ecclesia, which means called out. Called out. So we are called out one. We are in this world, but God, through faith in Christ, so any person, any child of God, any believer who has accepted Jesus as God and personal Savior belongs to the church of God. That is the reason why you have to appreciate and celebrate every Christian, every believer. And if you don't know, you understand it. When you travel, eh, okay, when you travel somewhere else and you don't know anybody, and the only people you know is like you are part of the church, you are Christian, so you can walk into any church. Once you walk in and they know that you are Christian, you are a believer, they receive you, they accept you, they welcome you, they make you feel good. Yeah, so they make you more. feel good. So that is the universal church. And that is what is going to happen in the ultimate. But here on this earth, because we are human beings, we are, and then we have, you know, sometimes we have different understandings, different levels, and so on and so forth. There are so many things that shouldn't divide us, but the things that put us together is that Christ has saved all of us. We have faith in Him, and so we we, we happen to belong to the assemblies of God. But at the end of the day, ultimately, we are part of the body of Christ. So listen to me very carefully. So, the body is a universal church. But once we are on this earth waiting for him, God has placed us in local churches, in smaller churches, so that we will be held, we will belong to this family, and so on. So, why is it important for us to be part of the body of Christ? Yeah, because we all come from some family. 
And then when you come to Canada, you also become part of the Canadian family, like you're a Canadian citizen or you're a permanent resident. You are part of this family. And the once the Canadian government knows that you are a Canadian citizen or you're a permanent resident, there are certain benefits that goes with you. There are certain blessings. There are certain things you can access. Okay, if you're a visitor and you come to Canada, there are, there are so many things in Canada, but they are not for you. You're a visitor. They are not for you. So visit, watch, look at them, nice, and go. Am I lying or I'm standing here? Yeah. Look, we just heard that somebody has been arrested in Nigeria, Canadian. And Prime Minister and his team, they called, they have talked to the president. They are trying to find ways and means to bring him back. Why? Because he's a Canadian. Citizen, assuming he was just a Canadian visitor and he's there. The Prime Minister will not, in fact, they won't even call the Prime Minister. Okay, so look at it. Benefits of being a member of the church or being part of the church, number one. Look at it. The benefits. benefits number one. Because God has called us. Benefits number one. Are you writing it? In God's family. Now, we are going to use, in the family of God, God uses different metaphors, about five of them. Okay, and the first metaphor God uses is a family. So in God's family, look at it very well. And based on the metaphors, we are going to look at the benefits. So one, in God's family, I learn my true identity. No, in God's family, I learn my true identity. In God's family, you learn. I mean, if you are a child, if you are a child of Obama. In Obama's family, you know your true identity. I am Obama's daughter. Nah, sir, we are so Obama even ba. when you go to school, camera will be following you. We are Obama ba. Yeah. In the family of God, that is where you know your identity. You know that in God's family, because of your faith in Christ, you are not just an ordinary person. You are a child of God. He has saved you. He has forgiven you your sins. You are his child. He doesn't call you his servant. He looks at your face and calls you his child. Whether you have sinned against him, whether you have lied against him, whether you have betrayed him, he says, you are my child. You are my son. You are my daughter. In the body of Christ, you learn to know your rule and true identity. You are a child of God. Don't just walk around like there is, like, like you are nothing. Look at Ephesians chapter 2 verse 19. It says, you are members of God's very own family. It says, and you belong in God's household with every other Christian. Yes, even the Christians who sometimes gossip about you. They are Christians, but they are, they are gossiping Christians. But they are Christians. They are Christians. You belong to that family. You can, look, if you have the right understanding, you can learn from all, the, you can learn from everybody. So we are all not the same, but we all belong to God. You are a child of God. Look, if all of us understand this, and we live as children of God, gossiping will disappear. Poverty will disappear. Divorce will disappear. Lying will disappear. Because, look, you will live like a child of God. I want you to understand that look, God has called you to belong. He has called me to belong. The same body, He has called us to belong to one another. Oh, I pray that somebody's understanding will become clear. Look at Hebrews chapter, Hebrews chapter 2 verse 11. It says, Jesus and the people, He makes Holy, all belong to the same family. That is why he isn't ashamed to call them his brothers and sisters. 
Nabusia, and Lucina, and the Perry, sir, or Bepro, and Yama, and Yama. Look at my face. Look at my face. Look at my face. The face is not very handsome, but look at it. No, sometimes, sometimes we judge one another based on one mistake they have committed against you. Something they have done, and they have even repented, and God has even forgiven them long, long. God has forgiven them. You, you have been forgotten. No, things that God has forgotten about, about us. We have specialized in remembering. No, as if some of us will behave like our spiritual gifts is remembering the sins of others. It, I, you know, it has become like spiritual gift for most people. Now, listen to me very carefully. The Bible says that is why he isn't ashamed. Jesus is not ashamed to call you his brother and sister. He knows that sometimes you do, you do something, sometimes you don't behave. All correct, all right, like me, pastor. Sometimes you don't behave all correct, all right. Yeah, but, God, but Jesus said, You are my brother, you are my sister, and that is why you have to arise and believe in each other. And if we believe in each other, trust each other, even though we may offend one another, we may sometimes do step on each other's toe. But if we remember that we are children of God, we can forgive, we can let go, we can agree, we can push forward, and we can break through because united we stand. And when we, when we are divided, we cannot do anything. Look, the devil knows that when you are together, you can accomplish more than you alone can do. So he will do everything possible. Everything possible. That is why you have to you have to recognize that look. God treats you in spite of all you do. He treats you as his own child. He calls you his son. How many of you believe you are, you are still children of God? You are still. I am a friend of God. I am a friend of God. He calls me friend. Yeah. You are a friend of God. But see sometimes how you even misbehave towards God. But you are still a friend of God. And the exact same way God wants us to exhibit that same way amongst us. Look, if we, if we want to, look, if we practice this, if we want to live by this, the world can never stand us. Good, good, good. Okay. Okay. Family, family, who will be? Maybe I suffer the end very fast. Amen. 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 Look at this. So God's family. Look at the second one. In God's temple, so He uses family. Look at what God uses in the Bible. To describe the family that we belong to. First is family. Number two is temple. So in God's temple, I am supported by others. In God's family, there are people who are who are who come to church, they don't have children. They don't have any children. But it shouldn't matter. Because we have 150 children here. So you can enjoy some. This is God's family. There are some who are single mothers. When you come to the family of God, it shouldn't even be an issue. 
Because look, the family of God, the men, if you come as a single person, the men should be able to, to make you happy and encourage you and get you excited with no strings attached. Yeah. No, this is the family of God. Like people, yeah, we have widows, we have orphans. It's only in the family of God that whether you are a widow or you are orphan or you are this or you are that, none, none, none should even play out. Now, sir, we are a Russia. So can people live together as believers, as Christians, and help each other, invite each other to each other's house, and then support each other, and encourage each other, so, so that we can progress and move on without any strength attached? Can't we do it? Do we have to do everything for something? If you want a reason to do what you do, it's this. God has created us to belong. And he says that we are one family in him. By faith in Christ, we are one. We are here to support each other, to encourage each other, to hold each other's hands. It shouldn't really matter how you come in. You should feel good. You should feel comfortable. You should feel that your brothers and sisters here in this house, there are people you can lean on. There are people you can trust. Even though you have anybody out there, but you are people in the family of God. That is the reason why God has brought us together. That is his calling for our lives. Lift up your voice and shout, I hear you. No, sometimes the world will let people feel so bad and feel so down. And then we, when they come to the church too, we also do the same thing because we don't understand why God has called us to be together. This is where people should be supported. This is where people should be encouraged. It's not because Pastor Isaac is saying it. But that is the reason why God has placed the church here. Why can't two believers, Christians, three Christians work together, do pool resources together, and build a, a multi-billion empire or kingdom? Why can't they do that? Okay, don't worry. Why can't even the church even get it? That year, but when we are small, 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 where two or three have gathered, we are destroying God's resources. Why can't we just understand and pull our resources together? Now listen, in the book of Acts, the Bible says that there was no poor person in the church. How many of you have read it before? You have read that? Yeah, I'm just wondering when you read it, you say, hey, and that is a honor and that is when. As for today, as for today, each man for himself, God for us all. Now listen, if the church fails to do that which he's supposed to do, God will use the world to do it. And it's coming, it's becoming clear. Look at Canada. Look at Canada. They have employment. If you don't, if you lose your job, they will put you on unemployment and help you. Why? Because they don't want you to struggle. But here in the church, somebody loses his job. If you are not very careful, the first word you hear from a church member it will depress you. Now I croaked you and we said, "Where you my friend, sir? I buy no power, sir. Obetia okaa kosi sa obetia shere juma. Now I said, 'Who has a few more and has in Yamia sakum? Now where you my friend, sir? Who be a Christian? There are some of the culture. What we have to do to be born? I'm sure it's because of your sins. That's why they've sacked you. You, that for you, you have your mouth, your mouth, your mouth. You have taken that your mouth to your church. They have sacked you. That's why they have sacked you from where." Your mouth has sacked you. Your own mouth has sacked you. No, this is a calling, you know. It's a calling. Yeah, it's God's calling. 
supposed to belong. So, so here, they're supposed to be there. I don't have time to go. It's not like, like a family, you learn your true identity. Yeah, like in, in God's temple, you find support. Look at Romans 1, 12. It says, I want us to help each other with the faith we have. Help each other with the faith we have. Your faith will help me and my faith will help you. Your faith will help me. Look, people are going through things. We all here, but some people have serious marriage challenges, difficulties. Their, their children are giving them hell. There are some, it's not just their children giving them help, but their wives are giving them help. And then to their husbands are giving them more than help. And their people are struggling. Some of them, their job is giving them help. I mean, there are things people are going through. So when they leave out there and they come in here because they think this place could be heaven, a little bit of heaven, let us with this understanding hold their hands and encourage them and hold them and let them know that here they can make it. It is for a season. Even though they are struggling and going through the pain, God is watching. God is with them. God will help them and be there for one another. Let us use our faith to support one another. This is calling. This is God's calling. That's why it's in the scriptures. No, sometimes we work and act and behave as if the world is all about us. Okay, look at it. In Christ's body. In Christ's body. In Christ's body, number three. So in his body, he causes his body. In Christ's body, I discover my unique value. I don't know uh, about that song. Uh, this song is it a uh, uh, Christian song? The song that has a lyrics like "I need you to survive." Okay. What, what are some of the words? You good. I need you. You need me. I need you to survive. Okay. So who raise it? Let's raise it and say, I need you. You need me. I need you to survive. Yeah. Good. Good. His will that everything be supplied. You are important to me. I need you to survive. Look at your neighbor. Look at your friend. Put your hand on the shoulder. And let him know that. You are important to me. I need you to survive. You are important to me. I need you to survive. For the last time, says, you are important to me. I need you to survive. I pray for you. You pray for me. I love you. I need you to survive. I won't harm you with words from my mouth. I love you. I need you to survive. I won't harm you with words from my mouth. I love you, I need you to survive. It is His will that every need be supplied. You are baptized to me. I need you to survive. Look, that's why I need Him to survive, because I couldn't sing like Him. There are some pastors they can't sing, but they want to sing. 
Instead of recognizing that the body is made up of preachers, singers, instrumentalists, so we need each other to survive. So, so in the body of Christ, you find your real value. You are valuable in the body. All of us cannot do the same thing, but all of us can do something. So don't look down on yourself. Do what God has created you to do. Some they have gifts, your gift may be just a gift of smiling. Don't don't frown your face. Because when you frown your face, it doesn't even fit you. Because that is not your gift. So smile. And just by smiling, you bring healing to somebody. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Somebody, some of you, you you understand it when you get home. But in the body of Christ, you discover it. Look at your, your true value. That's not just it. But number four. In God's flock, in God's flock, I am protected and I am careful. In God's flock, I am protected and then I am careful. Very important. When you are getting beat up in business, when your family, when you are getting beat up in business, when your family or your marriage is being strained. When you are facing personal crisis. No, seriously, when you are going through some struggle or some pain. You need somebody to pause and they just come around and touch you by the shoulder and say, look, my brother, I'm with you. You'll be fine. You know, this is where the role, you know, the pastor becomes very, very significant, very, very important. The, the, the Bible says, I, as a pastor, I am going to give account of your soul. And that statement in the Bible is the most serious statement that God has ever said. Which means, I, you, when you sleep and you wake up and you go out and you do whatever you do, me, I'm not there physically. I know sometimes people say my spirit is with you. It's not true. It's not true. Now, so who how, come, now, how, come, how come my spirit be there? Wherever my body is, that's where my spirit is. Because the body is the container of my spirit. That is why I have to make sure that I teach you the truth and tell you the truth and do the right things. Because I can't just I can't just foresee myself waiting and at the end all of you. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. All of you. So when I go, I'm going to hold your hand. Say, this is the soul. She, she is correct. <laughs> correct. This one, she was a little bit difficult, but God, I managed. <laughs> but it's a very serious work. Your will, your mind, your emotion, your intellect. And sometimes you find people going through painful situations and pastor will have to be there. You have to encourage. Sometimes you don't even know how to encourage. Yeah, sometimes you just have to go and sit and look at the person's face and let the person know that you are there with her. Look, in the body of Christ, we don't know the importance of the body of Christ, but in the body of Christ, you find support, you find care, you find encouragement. When something happens to you, that's why you realize that he living well. Now, say, I'm sorry. 
Because that is how the body of Christ is supposed to be. Amen. In God's flock, I am protected. So stay as a flock. You too, you have to stay as a sheep. If you are a sheep, be a sheep. Because some of you, I'm not too sure whether you are part of this flock or you are part of some other flock or you are flocking otherwise. So if you know that you are part of this flock, be part of the flock. And whatever we are doing, also be part. Like we are engaging on the journey. When I came here, we started with the 50 days of transformation. We took seven days of our life trying to help you, every area of your life, to grow. To this year, we are doing 40 days. 40 days of understanding why we are here. Some of you, you don't even care at all, as if you are not part of what is happening. You are strangers and visitors. But we are doing everything we can. They can bring the, uh, Kofi, Kofi, uh, Lillian, and Anita. They have sacrificed. You said, me, I can, oh, Pastor, me, I can't read. I can't read the Bravo. You said, don't worry. They don't need reading. They can bring what translate in Chi. Now we are sending the devotionals every day on WhatsApp on YouTube for you to listen. Why? Why are we doing this thing? Because we want you to grow. We want you to be a better member. We want you to be a great person. Why? If you are a Canadian citizen, be a citizen. Be a good citizen. If you break the rules, and you don't even respect red light. Parking rules you don't respect. They will arrest you. They will give you tickets. Number one. If you do again, after the police, they are not in short supply. Some will arrest you again. They will give you another ticket. If you do again, they will take you give you a ticket. If you do again, they will take your license. You can drive. Even though you are a driver. Very good skills. You can drive with your one hand. And put your leg on the seat. <laughs> they will take your license. Because you are not abiding by the rules. Look, the kingdom of God has its own rules. And he wants you to abide by them. And your life will never be the same. This is calling. Look at the last one. In God's garden, because God uses it. In God's garden, my life becomes productive. Look, in God's garden, you cannot afford but to be productive. Now, don't let anybody deceive you. Don't let anything deceive you. If all of us live like people in the same family, and we play our part very well, nothing can stand us. We will excel. We will succeed. We will be productive. We will advance. We will become what God has created us to be. And the world will come to us and learn. That is what God wants for you. And that's what God wants for all of us. Let's be on our feet. Yes, sorry.
Thank you for your time. We pray that this message will continue to be a blessing in your life. Please visit us at livingwordag.org or whenever you are in the greater Toronto area, Ontario, Canada. This podcast is made possible through your generous donations. God bless you and keep you. Join us again soon.